Good morning. So we're actually going to finish up Achila Vashtia. Actually, maybe we don't finish it today, but we're, we're heading to MS, my favorite topic, truth. Um, so, Xiv, the Samta Sakim Loyaka in Bal Nefesh Atta. You'll put a, you'll, cl- you'll close your mouth if you're a person of spirit. Mama Oid. Right, how careful do you have to be about any question um, about food? Uh, somebody just yesterday yeah, showed me a heksher. They said, is it good? So I said to them, not really. So tell me, I bought it in Israel. Like, That's worse. You, you bought it in Israel? So what does that mean? I said, you can buy anything in Israel. There's an amazing heksher in Israel. And it's problematic. Actually, in Israel, as mentioned, there's much more, much, much more cautious issues than in America. You have all the all of Trumas and Maestras and Chala, um, and Shemitah, you have Shemitah. You don't have any of their questions in America. <coughs> um, but the whole question is like, it's a quite, really the question of Hachshar. Um, but like, the concern was like, you know, I bought it already. Like, so can I eat it because I bought it? You ever hear those questions come up? Rabbis get those questions. All right, so Rabbi, it's not a great heksher, so I won't buy it again. But like this time, could I go ahead and, and eat it because I bought it uh, already? Huh? Right. So, So we should know that when you, when you, when you compromise on kashras, it affects your whole spiritual status. Um, you, you, and you'll end up doing from ra to ra. <laughs> You'll put tumma into your guf into your neshama, and you won't be able to. It will be too difficult for you to have your shamayim. To go ahead and serve Hashem. We're about what's the next after two bishah? What's the next major yamtif? And what happened to wow? What was the beginning of Purim according to Chazal? They went to the mishdas. They went to the par par, and they drank. They 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 drank at that party. Besides what they saw there. Right, and they did it under peer pressure of trying to make Achashverosh happy, and they drank problematic wine, and they saw certainly problematic sights. Um, you mean the food was kosher. What the food was kosher? They had kosher food there, according to a lot of them, for oh, them to, get them to, there, to get them to come there, to get them to come there. That was the, the lure. We'll make kosher food, whatever. Um, First of all, you have to have, if you're going to have shechita, she'ya'omnim ba'bakiyim ba'yirah Hashem rabim. Now, and today, it used to get much harder, to be honest, and much easier. It's much harder because if you went to a certain shtetl, you trusted the, you trusted the shechit in that town. Yeah, everyone needs the shechita here. It was not organized kashras. Um, but it was also much easier because they had real standards. Every town, you knew who the shechit was. There was accountability, right? There was barrel the shechit, you know. Or Morad the Shochet. You know Morad the Shochet in, in Shiraz? Was it Morad the Shochet? Morad? I'm just making up a name, a uh, Persian name. Um, so, below Yachal Pri, and also fruits and vegetables. You have a Pri, you didn't check it for bugs. Well, there's probably no bugs. Right? All kinds of fruits and vegetables, or stored fruits and vegetables. Well, I go from Miami Beach. If you stored flour, you know what happened in Miami Beach in the closet? Bugs, for sure. Israel also. Israel's much worse. Tel Aviv area, Gush Dan, it's, it's, it's so humid there, right? And if you don't put it in the freezer, 
you're going to have major infestation in your in your things. But you know, people are in a rush to have to make if they don't sift their flour. Uh, again, obviously it's fresh flour; it's not a problem. But if you if you store it, but so tell you of taruvis parushim of mites, bugs, bimosachamets. Uh, so you need to be careful, people. You, when you put food into your mouth, you need to be careful. And buying it already and looking for leniencies because you know you're traveling is not. You, you wouldn't do that with your money. You wouldn't do it with your health. You should not do it through neshama. Also with wines, right? If you invite somebody to your house and you have namavasha wine, right? And the person themselves is married to a gentile or is a gentile or. Uh, the person is uh, publicly desecrates the Sabbath. Now, most Jews don't publicly desecrate the Sabbath because they don't know better. Or uh, they're not, you know, even somebody comes to Shul, they're not driving and parking in front of the Shul. But if they do do that, the wine can be not 100% non kosher. Uh, vanilla, maybe not ayin, or, or it's, it's wine, we have a housekeeper, and you, you just leave it out, right? And you don't know what happened to the wine. I left on the counter, and Maria came on Monday. Uh, well, you we we could use wine for Monday on Shabbos. Is that acceptable in San Jose? You could use it. Open up an open bottle of wine. I won't tell David Draco. He would. He wouldn't. Uh, I would too. By the way, don't tell him. Uh, not you know. If a few people if they come to my house for for lunch, I would I would make sure to pop a new bottle no matter what. But if you had a bottle from Monday uh, and it was uncorked, and Maria came to clean the house or Christina, you take your pick. The wine can be a problem, right? What? If you ask her and she says, no, I didn't. Of course you can trust her. You can. Okay, now. But what you have to do is make sure if wine wine is corked and it's not in an area where she'd open it, you don't have to worry about it. Uh But if it's uncorked, then you can't trust her. All she do is to move it for one minute. She's not careful. Oh, move it, that's right. I, I was thinking of drinking. No, no, she has, she to, has move to move it. Move it. All she does is to move it. Touch the bottle. Right, the OU in any OU restaurant has to be mavushal for that reason because all you need is one waiter or waitress to move the bottle. Could be that new Congress lady, what's her name, Alexandra Cortez, the, the commie. She used to be a bartender. She could have moved her bottle. You never know. Uh, so, uh, you know, anyone. It's not, it's, uh, anyone moves your bottle. Shama Pil Shama Shama says, Kashris. When you leave your house and you go to other people's houses, right? If you don't think somebody checked their, their broccoli or their lettuce, you have a big problem, right? Don't think I'll be nice, shalom bias, I'm going to eat it, right? Would you, if you were concerned, you know, it's it's good. People, if, when people are sick, you see the person like blow their nose with their hands and like the the the, the, the what's what's the nice word saying the mucus? the mucus comes out of the nose and it's it's dark green. Or brown, mm-hmm. right? What, what is it? What ha- Doc, what happens if the mucus is dark green or brown? Bad, Bad news. And they say, Shalom Aleichem, I want to shake your hand. <laughs> <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> Who's going to shake that person's hand? Any mucus isn't so hot. No, if it's, if it's clear, it's not so bad, right? Mm-hmm. Clear is not bad, right? What do you say, Doc? Clear. But it, you see it coming out of the guy's nose, dark brown or, or, or green, like looks like, uh, like, uh, like, a, like a lime. And the guy wants to shake, you're shake his hand? Why not? You don't want to get sick. Do you, what, about his, what about his feelings? You can hurt his feelings. I, but I'm telling you now, I, I 100%, I know, Rabbanim, one of the top questions I get is Kasha's questions. There are people who would eat the food. I don't want to make the person feel bad. Yeah. Uh, well, why? You, know, you don't want to get sick. That you care about. But your neshama, which can get permanently damaged, 
Pasha permanently damaged. Well, you, you're going to eat foods that you wouldn't, shouldn't be eating, right? Or that you spend three dollars on a box of candy, which has a questionable hakshah. I can't. I need to eat it. Well, Rabbi, can I eat it this time? Right? Can I eat it this time? We need to eat it this time. It, it's it's a question of your your neshama. I, I, I agree with you, but would you also be hurting his neshama by hurting his feelings? Mm. No. It, and not, first of all, if you eat tray food, you're hurting his neshama more. <laughs> He yeah, of course. You're putting a sin on him. Oh, I see. Because he's being mocked to you. He's not Yeah. Absolutely. It's like basically if a, if a woman wants to kiss you on the lips, not your wife. Mm-hmm. Calm. And, 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 you know, the South Americans, by the way. I grew up in Miami Beach. South Americans, their hellos, are, they're not a shake of the hand for these ladies. <laughs> when, they get, when they get you, they grab you. They, they, they want to hug and kiss you. That's how South Americans say shalom aleichem, men to ladies. We're gonna say yeah, I have to say hello to Maria that way, you know. That's how you can. You know, can't say you know she's gonna be. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but on a serious note, you, it's, I'm, I'm just. I just want to reiterate: when you eat at people's houses, when you buy foods, or you're at work. I know at least two people who who've been to this show over the, the 12 years that I've been here that stumbled in trafe at work. And how they stumble at trafe at work? Let me tell you exactly how it happened. They're in. Google or Apple or one of the other companies that give free food or universities <coughs> that give free food. Now, free food, it's a big temptation, right? It's, and it's all over these places. You know, uh, Facebook has it. LinkedIn has it, had it. Like, a lot of these companies have free food. Well, Stanford, I said, one of the universities as well, right? So they have free food. So no one's going to go out and eat the mamish hamburger that's trafe. But it could be that the fish... Is okay. It's a salmon. It's you know. It's it's really all it is. It's salmon, and um, you know, salmon itself is kosher. You can see the fins and the scales. Somebody probably cooked a lot of salmon on the. On the <coughs> now the the, the the you know whatever Stanford's not careful about meat and fish, but they probably have fifty salmons they cooked before they cooked my salmon. And even though it was originally used for hamburger, a tray for hamburger. Like this is how the person starts. And it's free, and I'm starving. Pekoach nefesh, right? Mamish pekoach nefesh. It's it's you know I can't function. I can't function at all, you know. And the person starts with a little fish, a little little. Now, besides the fact that it's cooked in hamburger, what's the problem with that fish? It's special special akum, pashtas, right? Salmon. Yeah. Any fancy fish. Rabbi Leibowitz actually possibly that it might not be because you can Because sushi, yeah, okay. Let me just tell you, I, I, I hear that Svaran, I've discussed that Svaran, but no Heksha is going to allow you to do that. So it's not so Pasha. And, and I asked this question to Rabbi Heinemann personally, at the Gurukha Anshin, he, uh-huh. he, he contended that the salmon is a different salmon they use for, it's a different type of salmon that they oh, use yeah, for, 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 for sushi than they use for that. So he didn't want to be make all on that. I'm just talk, but I, I don't want to even get into that into the sushi. How let's assume it's a bishul akum, mm-hmm. right? So like at the end of the day, like the person ate treif, but they didn't eat the meat. They, I'm telling you, these two people <coughs> that I dealt with, both of them ended up eating mamish busser tarfus. Because once you already once rachmanolatzan, yeah, I wanted it really affected the yiddishkeit in such negative ways. I can't tell you, you know. You know, once you already get your mavater a little bit in kashras, you get used to it. Not so bad. Free food. You can give up free food. Right? The fact that you bought it, I can't tell you how many times a lady who covers her hair and is otherwise very careful about every lachamah. I bought her already. I used it this time. Those words. A what? 
Can I bought it already, or can I, use it, can I use it this time? Or she made the food already. I made it. I used the sauce. It has, it has you know, uh, uh, what's the heksha? Uh, let's pick uh, kangaroo K. I don't know if it's a K. Yeah. No, not, I'll, not try. Kangaroo K. No, I, kangaroo is trafe. <laughs> so putting a kangaroo K tells you itself, itself. You know, even Australia or New Zealand, they're not using kangaroo K. There's kiwi K, right? There's other Ks, but you don't compromise on kashras. If you're in a house, I, and, and, the, and, the, and the cleaning lady is the one who cooks in the house, the housekeeper cooks. Like those houses, you better be very careful about bishalakum. It's not a joke. Even religious houses, they have the cleaning ladies. So you have to make sure, does the Jew turn on the fire? You know, etc. Okay. So if your wife, your, your person cooking, you have to be careful not to put too much pressure. Because then she'll, the Gemara is a famous Gemara in Gideon, right? Where the wife stumbled the husband. Why did she stumble the husband? Because she was worried that she had, if the food was not ready, he would scream at her and hit her, whatever it may be. So she tra- served some treif, right? Don't anger your people, because what will happen is they'll serve you treif. If they're scared that you're going to be upset that you, they spent the money on something that's not kosher, or you're scared that your dinner's not ready because there's a question about the kashras, or the letty, you're in a rush to get the, the, the salad ready because and you don't really check it for the bogs, you're going to have a problem. So don't put overwhelming pressure to serve the food or not to spend money. I hate to say, kashras cost more. If you, don't want to, if you don't want to cut corners on kashras, it costs money to have mashkichim. It costs money, you know, Rabbi Tendler, uh, the Rabbi Tendler who's here, his nephew is here, Shalom Tendler, uh, which is Mrs. Leibowitz's first cousin. So Rabbi Shalom Tendler, who, there's Rabbi Shalom Tendler who's a Rosh Hashiva in Los Angeles. His, 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 it's his, it's this boy's great uncle. He's in his probably mid to late 30s. He works for the Star K. Uh, for kashra. So he travels here sometimes. So he told me, I was bothering him about the sushi, because sushi, uh, the, the seaweed, very often has shrimp and seahorses in the, in, the, in the sushi. When they catch the sushi, so it's the star cake gives a heksher. So I was asking him, how are they giving a heksher on products coming from China and India? Anyone remember to China and India? Not really a thriving Jewish community. So if they're giving a heksher on a product coming from India of, su- of sushi, I uh, saying, well, what do you do? So he told me, they have a mashkiach tmidi on the plants in India, and they recheck it when it comes to America. And he said, recently they've been having some major issues. They have to throw out a lot of the sushi when it gets here, right? Because they, they find, they check it when it gets here. There's still shrimp found in the nori, in the nori thing, so they can't use that. So it costs more, you know, it costs money to have a mashkiach living in India. It costs money to uh, go ahead and have a guy recheck it here. All of that's, and it costs money to throw, out, to throw it out. So, but you think, so if you want to make sure you have kosher, that's what you got to do. But if you don't do that, when you're eating your, your sushi, <coughs> you could be eating a little shrimp with it as well. Some sea, you know, in the seaweed is little, little seahorses. Not the seahorses, by the way, not the seahorses you see at uh, Monterey. 
not big seahorses. They're itsy bitsy, you know, two millimeter seahorses. Uh, but they can easily be found. But that costs money. So you don't want to cut corners. You want to put pressure out. It's our desire. This I can't. I can't say enough. All of us should look at ourselves. If you have a family meal, you have to have a different Torah. If they say Torah, you shulchan. Let's say you don't have Torah to say. You should have a sefer on the table. It could be one halacha at the meal. Say we're going to say one halacha at the meal. Right? You can say one halacha. Somebody told me recently they asked me for Shabbos. So recently they've been to people's houses. They are no different Torah at any of the Shabbos meals. Shabbos meals, you would imagine. You know, you hear, you hear some different Torah. Right? On the Parsha, Rabbi Speech. Right? You know, uh, the Siva Shalom in the morning, whatever you did, you, you learned something. If you have little kids, they bring out their projects. You know, maybe there's no little kids who had projects about the crossing of the sea over there. But at every meal, you're supposed to say Devei Torah. Loyavah Mikro Mishnah, Vakiyotse, Shubhesi Adam, Imbar Hachihu, Piv Yege Chachma. You should lead the conversation. Right? Instead of just talking about Israeli politics or what you're doing on Sunday. Or, um, I don't know. Huh? Donald Trump. Is that what you're talking about, Table Moshe? Donald Trump, right? I just said talking about Donald Trump or, or whatever it is about, the, about the, the, the World Series coming up in a couple of weeks, right? So, speak about you lead the conversation. Again, have a book at the table. All you have to have is a safer, a safer on the table. I remember I once had one of my wife's relatives who were not so learned. They used to have a refrand. They used to every Friday night, I open Rabbi Fran's book and read the Torah. It's very nice. And then, then, but then you can discuss Rabbi Fran's Torah or whatever it is. They, the people didn't have like uh, Torah in their pocket. So they would open a book and say something, you know. Actually, I remember my, my, my roommate in the mirror's uh, cousin. I used to go to his house a couple of times. So they, they were, you know, they'd open, he wanted his family to discuss it, so he'd open a book at Hilcha Shabbos, a halacha, and they would say a halacha uh, on the table and discuss, and, and discuss it. It doesn't have to be a whole meal. I mean, it's good. Every meal, surely on Shabbos, should have different Torah. Kagon call yourself, or say, Rabbi, Hanan right? If you have nothing else to say, say, Rabbi, Hanan Kashar, what's the Kash Baruch, right? You don't say Kash, you don't say Mimidian. The Zohar says, So Paul Yeh says, the Zohar talks about your table, the Yishu and the base of Yishu. What do we do to remember the base of Yishu at the table? Salt. Salt. Well, well, the salt is for, and for Korban. What do we do for Al-Naras Bavel? Right? Who says Al-Naras Bavel? I just had a curiosity. Anyone say Al-Naras Bavel? I say it. Who says Shira Malas on Shabbos? I had a curiosity. <laughs> Who says Shira Malas? Same exact source, right? Same source that says you should say Shira Malas on Shabbos. Says if, you, if you're washing, you should say Al Naras Bavel. The only benchers I let in my house, and the shul bencher for the dinner, the only bencher I ever get, it has to have Al Naras Bavel, right? Because I really, you know, um, it, it, the Zara says you should even mention it at your meal. I cannot lower Bryce. He says when he's learning, he'll do his learning of something about Pesach. Omer Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi says, Pamachas hai simhalach baderech, nichnas dechar baachas mechar b'shushmail b'lam l'espalo. Rabbi Yossi ben Chalaf, there's Tamar b'kiva, says he was walking, it's the beginning of Masechus Brachas, right there in the beginning. And he went into uh, 
there, there it says that Baruch Hu, at Shosh Mashmaras Balayla, uh, Kaddish Baruch Hu is uh, mourning. So you would say that, this, the Palyoyites would say over that Gemara, at his meal. Or, or he would say um, other things about, uh, uh, other Gemaras about the Beis Hamikdash. Vaish Asher Hirchav as Hashem Gvulo. And if you're gonna, if you're an, uh, if you're a wealthy person, you have a, you're a person of means. Manaim goralo imizarli tenichelik mesudaslani to share with a poor person. Now, today we experience this less, but what was common in Europe not that long ago, before the Holocaust, is there wandering poor people. You know, if you were in Poland or you're in Russia, Lithuania, Latvia, Hungary, there was large pov- impoverished people. Now, this is the, day, the days before. Today in America you have entitlements. There are no entitlements to any, any government in the world. I remember I once asked Rabbi Grossman, you know, you know Rabbi Grossman, Migdal or Migdal Emek? He won the Israel Prize, a big tzaddik of a Jew. He could call the, the soldiers. Right, but he was the founder of Migdal Emek. Right? He's called the disco rabbi in the old days he would take people out. So I said to him, a certain Rosh Hashiva told me, a very more anti Zionist, we should have no akarat atov to tzionim. Like, one of these type of things. I said to him, like, how could it, you know, if any, anything theological, sociological, I said, I mean, even we have hakaras atov, Moshe hakaras atov, to not hit the water, not hit the, you know, by kinem. Like, how do you have people, you have an army that defends you, you have people giving you things. Like, I, even if you don't agree with the state because it's not, I mean, how do you have any akaras atov? I want to tell this person, I couldn't believe the person told me. So he said to me, Ray Grossman told me, he said, that his father told him, of course I said, Akar Satov. He said, his father told him, before the, he remembers, in, in the times even the British, certainly under the Turks, it was a lot of during the time of the Turks, if you were poor in Yerushalayim, it was a fact, you died. You could have starved to death. You don't hear people today of starving to death. Have you ever heard someone starve to death in Israel? No. You're just, no what? Just, no such thing. No, they, they're well. The homeless people do pretty well in Israel, better than they do here, by the way. Sure, there's a lot less, I'd say, in Israel than here. Right? Yeah, I'm saying. Right, that, that, so today we don't experience it, but in those days, there were a neem that would walk around. And if they weren't fed, they can really get hurt. Mm-hmm. Claudius, actually, to our credit, took care of our poor. Mm-hmm. So, but it was common. I mean, it's not Shabbos. It was common on a weekday meal if you were a comfortable person. You had poor people coming to your house. There's all kinds of stories, even about people like Rabbi Chaim Soloveitchik, about the anim that would come to his house. The poor people. I mean, you should imagine the chesed. Like today, we don't have time for this. Like if a guy knocks on our door when we're eating dinner for tzedakah, you want to kill the guy and ring the guy, like a chutzpah, like, you know, to interrupt, you know, interrupt my meal. But in those days, it was common. I'm just, just pointing this out. So he says, if you're, if you're a person of comfort, to share your meals... And you'll be rewarded in this world the next come. Actually, in those days also, the, the percent of orphans was way higher. People, there were many people who were, were orphans. Why were they orphans? People died at a young age. If there was a plague. If there was a disease. It was very... There were, there were all kinds... Is there orphanages at all in the world today? How many orphanages are there in the world today? It used to be in Yushalayim there were major orphanages. At the turn of the 20th century, major, the discount orphanage had hundreds and thousands of kids at times. You know, also, people would have a kid, and they couldn't afford the kid. They would just go straight to the orphanage. That was not uncommon in the old days. So if you had the money to support a kid, 
She was asked to almost loud to so I'm she cut so you can because she's on of me so she comes and I say I said stuck up a whole it's a Shabbos for Yom Tov certainly you should try to share with people again for ourselves if you're a person of meals this is just how you, the way we eat Maya Machreinim he's just going through a litany of other things just to end up eating Maya Machreinim Choyva Choyva so he holds my machron is a chayva, which is actually the lashon of certain shochan aruch and the shochan aruch. Of course, there are lenient opinions. Mi ba simuchutz v'sheves uvelaches. Ram avru metula ledetula. So, we're probably talking people. Very people are lenient in their house. So be careful. They hold a chayva. If they're traveling, they won't even do it. Is that just for mezuma? No, it's always. If you hold, so here's the thing, Rabbi Sai. If you learn my Machronim and you come to conclusion Ati Machmer, or your family's Minyan Ati Machmer, so there are many good Jews who are not Machmer Maya Machronim. There are very many good Jews who are very Machmer Maya Machronim. But it shouldn't be that it's like, I don't know what I do, there's a default. You have to come to some understanding. And if you do it, you should do it. Wherever you are, you should do Maya Machronim. Um, and if you hold Maya Machronim to Chayva, then you have to be more machmer, he says, more than my rishonim, because you hold it's a gezeres chazal and devichachamim achaimisa lufum tzara agar. So if you're careful about my machronim, you should do it always, not just when it's convenient. Wherever you are, when you're traveling, when you're at the office, right? Um, by the way, if for whatever reason there's no water and you have to bench, so you're supposed to wash my machronim your first opportunity. Right, because the whole swar of Ma'amachron is your hands are tame after the or sakana, right? The gra was the velnagain was very makbid on Ma'amachronim, so that doesn't go away. Just like if you wake up in the morning, you would have no water. What would you do? Your first opportunity to get water, you should wash. So for those who are careful about Ma'amachronim and holds it's an obligation today, and there are again lenient opinions, and there are very makmer opinions in Ma'amachronim. If you hold my if you follow my machanim, you should follow it wherever you are. I think all Sephardim come out of machanim or my machanim. So what do you do at Intel? You get water, you go to the bathroom, for, you ever wash it Intel? No, I mean, you have the kitchen, like kitchen, that's microwave for people, then you have multiple sinks. Multiple sinks. So that's even if you didn't have bread. No, it's it's if you have bread. Because if it's sakana. Yeah, so let's not know to the details of my machanim. Right. Uvesudas uh, mitzvah, Uvesudas mitzvah, Zayar, you know, get together for this mitzvah, Shalali, Tetzis Harbef, Sedan, Bedavar Davar Asar, Ashirlo Kedas, doing Davar Asar. It shouldn't become uh, a Gaish New Year's party. Litsanis, Schaik, Kalash Reish. It should have a certain surah, right? It's a Yom Tif Mial, it's a Sudas mitzvah. Rakhla Olmi Amur Shemang should have a certain amount of, of, of reality. Again, it doesn't mean not to be friendly. And enjoy your meal. That's certainly fine. I would say today, by the way, again, you know, when you're rabbi, you tell all the war stories. Uh, is any time you have a family meal, it should be a shalom meal. You know, the, the worst family fights, like these blended families or families getting together, at these young, like mamish when you're having a yamtiv meal, mamish. Mamish, you're having a yamtiv meal. The kids come home usually with their adult kids. You know, the grandchildren or you have siblings haven't seen each other for, you know, you know, Mark and Barry. Mark's 44 and Barry's 46. 
so, so Mark and Barry, there were six and ten, and used to have WrestleMania, or six and eight had WrestleMania, and they still think with their parents' table have WrestleMania. Now they just they they, t- they insult each other, they get to fights. You know, Mark, I remember you, you moron, you still hit me eighteen years ago, like, or you know, he, I can't be here with Mark because he talks so much at the table. Like literally, they kill these yomtiv meals with machlokes and, and and anger. So it's I, I think just honestly, I'm, I'm not giving shirt to Mark and Barry right now. But one should know that whenever they have a pseudo mitzvah, they have a family meal, their goal, if there's any family tension, should never bring, be to bring it out the meal. The meal should be an oasis of shalom, right? If you know, push that off. Any family meal together, it should, the overarching feeling should be of shalom. If, you have, if you're a parent and you have to discipline your kids, as a general rule, sometimes you cannot wait. It should not be at the Shabbos table or at the Yom Tov table. It should wait. Wait till the meal is over, right? Wait till it's after. If uh, something happens, wait till the, the, the meal should not be marred by machlokas. And I'm, I, 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 I'm, 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 I'm unfortunately, uh, when, I, when, when you hear these fights, almost always, they're at these family meals. Like, well, like tell me what, they come in there all upset, like, tell me what happened. Well, we're at Shabbos lunch, and it starts over there, you know, we're at the Seder, the Seder, push at the Seder, like, right? So again, I think there are people. I've I, I never had somebody t- tell me they went to a seder where it was like it had late sunnis and kalas roish. I mean, some seders people like less. It's a little not as serious, but no one's having a seder. But I've heard seders of like really that people told each other off at the seder. Imamish a family fight at the seder, right? So it, it's I just I would just stress this: a, a, a sudas mitzvah is a sudas mitzvah. Just to end off this, and next week we're starting with emes. What's what's emes menasha? What's emet? What's emet? Truth. That comes next week. That's, that sounds very easy, right? Truth. Not so easy. If you want to change your, your, your meal, bench out loud. Bench out loud. You know, you're a little kid. You, you say, and it's always, you go slow. It's, not, it's hard to go that niggun. It's a hard niggun. To go fast, but ruchatash and can get thrown off the niggin. So it's like made as a slow niggin, right? So, but you bench it out loud and happiness. It's a tremendous thing. Uh, you'll 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 you will you will think about what you're saying. and you'll be happy. Hazanas hakol, you'll be happy. Lufia nira midvezor. If the Torah says. <coughs> The Zara says in Shmais, you should do whatever you can to bench with Kavana. Any, you know, Shach used to say bench with the bencher. Benching out loud, by the way, is the best. Right? If you bench out loud, by the way, if you, you're allowed to say that song, even when you're, when you're older, even when you're 40, 50, 60, 70, you're allowed to bench out So, you know, maybe embarrass you if you have guests. So, like, say, you know, pretend like you're doing Kirov on other people. <coughs> Or for your kids, like Shlomi Kam Baruch Ata. But certainly when you're by yourself, you'll bench differently. He said that. V'cham ba'arbe brachas k'neged arba oisish Hashem. He says actually, I guess a little bit kabbalistically, there are four brachas in benching, which are bina Torah. Right, the four benching you should have in mind the four names Yudke Vavke of Hashem. Also, the four alamas. What's the four spiritual worlds in Kabbalah? Asiya. Yitzira, Bria, and, and Atsilas, right? So the first is Atsilas, second is Bria, third is Yitzira, fourth is Asiya. 
right? You should have a mind. You're misakin. You're fixing those four worlds. V'chasef ha'chinach, she'kabalah, she'kabalah, the sefer ha'chinach, who is a rishon, right? Some say it was the ra'ah, for sure it was a student of the Rajba, according to almost everyone. So the chinach says, there is a kabbalah, she'kol ha'zar be'birchas ha'mazon, mizonaisa metsuyin lo be'kabah kayabah, if you're careful at benching. Now, if you don't go to work, and you bench with kavana, it's not something he's talking about. Like if you sit in the corner, and don't do anything. But if you go to work and you bench with Kavana, is a Kabbalah, you will always have the food you need. Right? Go bring This ends a of You know, we covered about eating what we need, eating the same Shamayim, being careful about Kashras, being careful about how we act at the table. And lastly, be careful to thank Hashem. We eat every day. A lot of our Shabbos and Yom Tov is eating, right? And as we mentioned in the beginning, Achila and Shtia, it's, it, the, a person could rise to great heights. And in Chas with Achila and Shtia, a person could become closer to a, a cow, closer to a donkey, closer to a behemoth. So it's the Lashon of Chazal. Echila v'shtiyah could bring a person to the greatest heights. And Echila v'shtiyah could bring a person to lows. Lo, lo. It's something that, that, that needs thought and it's something that needs work. V'chanak ha'asha amar atzakash barachol. 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 V'chanak ha'asha amar atzakash barachol.